Garland. I'm telling you, he is a, he's something else. All right, everybody, you are used to hearing me talk about the Cavaliers, but I thought we'd bring on somebody today who actually covers the Cavaliers and knows what's really going on. So it's our thrill today at Hoops and Cards to welcome Kelsey Russo from The Athletic. Kelsey, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's great to have you with us. And uh, thanks for just covering the Cavs and giving us, like, I'm an athletic, The Athletic subscriber, so... What are some of the the latest news or things that you've been seeing at uh, Cavaliers training camp? Yeah, so we had practice um, this afternoon. They're kind of gearing up for the first preseason game is Wednesday. Um, So um, over the weekend on Friday, they had um, another scrimmage. Um, So they're getting some good film and and kind of working through different, you know, different lineups, different rotations and that kind of thing and seeing what um, works well together. So it's been a good week of camp. They said a lot of conditioning. Um, a lot of focus on that end and just kind of working through different, you know, like I said, kind of different combinations, seeing who fits well yeah. together so they can um, figure out how their what their lineups are going to look like. A lot of new faces. In fact, uh, last year I got to go to the All-Star game and I got the Slam magazine with Fine. Darius and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. But now we have Spida. Like Donovan, I still can't believe that actually happened, and I've kind of geeked out over it. Uh, how do you think that that whole thing's going to work out? Donovan Mitchell, in in you talked about different lineups they're trying. Like what what Donovan Mitchell are we getting here? Yeah, I think um, I'm really curious. I think this is going to be a really good fit for Cleveland because I think you know him and Darius are so are both extremely dynamic, um, and I think there's a way that they can really just like feed off of one another in the backcourt. Um, I know Donovan, you know, last season, especially in the playoffs, you know, he struggled on the defensive end, but the other day he was talking about how he's really committed to his defense and showing that he can, you know, that he can play defense and he believes (laughs) that he can. Um, And because that's so much of like this Cavs identity, you know, like is on the defensive end of the floor and he doesn't want to set this team back in any capacity um, on that end. So it was interesting and it makes a lot of sense, you know, because he was such a high usage guy in Utah, like mm-hmm. on the offensive end, he's tired on the defensive end. And like, like that makes a ton of sense of like, you know, or they have to, you know, end up kind of hiding guys because they are such high usage. So they're not so, you know, they're, they're not used in, in a, in such a high capacity on the defensive end, but here, because, you know, he'll, he'll be next to Darius Karras is kind of in that mix. You know, there's, there's different, guys that can handle the ball and um, he should have, you know, more energy and, and sort of, and being able to kind of put in that defensive effort, just defend his guy, keep him in front of him. Um, so I think it's going to be a really good um, version of Donovan with, you know, next to Darius and everything and really make a dynamic backcourt in the way that they can beat it off of one another and get to each other. They can get there to their spots. Um, they can find their teammates, you know, for open shots um, and, you know, it's still been like, you, I think it was interesting. JB said this week in practice, you know, it's still work in progress, obviously, you know, getting right. out or and having them play next to each other, but they're really seeing how dynamic they are and how dy- dynamic they are together. And I think that's going to be really beneficial for Cleveland. It's cool that you get to see like the chemistry developing behind the scenes. I mean, we get to see when they make a public appearance, like they were at the Browns game, Darius yes. and Donovan on Thursday night. And that looked like a blast. Um, and the Browns actually won that night. Yes. Um, 
But like our listeners come at these things from a investing in basketball card standpoint and the card market, as you probably know, has just exploded in the last three years. Yeah. And, and so I found myself buying not only Cavalier players, hoping that, you know, just to root for them, but also buying other players and Donovan Mitchell, that's his Utah rookie card. Oh my God. Right there. I, I had that two years ago. And then I was also collecting Karis Leverts because he's from Ohio and he's, yes. he's just awesome player to watch. Um, but a question that that often moves the the needle on basketball card values is how much a guy scores. And I know there's so much more to the game, but in Mitchell, we think we're getting a guy who at any moment could erupt for 40 or if you need a guy to go get 40 or 50 points. I mean, do you see, does the team need Donovan to stay in that lane to be the lead scorer here in Cleveland? I think to some capacity, yes, but I think there's kind of this really interesting um, opportunity here because because we saw last year how dynamic Darius was in the sense of he would go out and um, you know score on a nightly basis because he had to you know there wasn't really anybody that are you know to, to the same capacity um, but I think you know Donovan really does fit that role well where he can go be that score and um, but I think what's kind of what's unique here is because they can play off of one another it's going to kind of create. Um, like opposing defenses are going to have to choose who to, who to guard. And so it's going to kind of create um, opportunities where they both can be open and go get, and go get their shots. So, you know, like, I, I don't know if we're going to see, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell right now, but I don't know if like on a nightly, nightly basis it's going to be, you know, like dropping 30, 40, et cetera, because there are multiple guys that are going to be, you know, scoring, but there is that opportunity for him to go get a bucket, you know, to, to find his shots. Um, and kind of help facilitate as well. So um, I think it's going to be, I think I'm, I'm curious to see how it kind of plays out yeah. here on. Yeah, I'm too. I mean, great players make other players around them better. And exactly. Donovan seemed to do that in Utah when he would run the offense, even though he's not a point guard. And then Darius. So I, I invested heavily in Darius Garland cards. I'm showing some of my cards here. That is so um, cool. This Court Kings uh, level three that was graded a, a 10 gem mint card of Darius Garland. He's become one of my favorite players. But like you said, he had a lot on his shoulders last season. And no Colin Sexton, you know, Rubio goes down. And I went to several games where it was close in the fourth quarter. And as a fan, I was just like, well, if Darius doesn't make a shot, you know, I guess we're done. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes he made him, sometimes he missed him. And it was like, okay, this is going to be a growing process. But it sounds like, uh, you know, he's got obviously someone he can go to now <laughs> that, that helped carry the load. How do you see Darius doing this season? Because um, you, you've got to know him not just as the player, but as a leader. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I think um, and I think that's been the, the coolest thing is he has found his voice um, on this team to lead. And like, you know, because he was so I mean, he was so young when he came in and um, kind of having to build that confidence in his own game. Um, and then also like knowing that the, the guys listened to him and, and they trusted him and that really established last year. And he just, you know, his personal game took off and then, you know, how he was a leader on this team. So I think this season it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, he doesn't, it, there won't be as much of this like necessity to take all of these shots because there are different options on the floor and it, it kind of will just open up those opportunities but um, I think he's he's such a good facilitator and such a good um, passer and finding guys for those open shots. He's going to look to make his like get his teammates open 
and get them their opportunities. And I think that's honestly going to really help their offense flourish because then you have all these different options on the floor that can go get a shot. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it sort of um, leaves the defense a little bit like in question because it's like, oh, who did they guard? Who did they leave open, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think like in Darius too, like he's, he said this um, a lot last year and he said it again on media day, you know, he kind of has this mentality of like, he's looking to get his teammates involved, trying to get them better. And like, while some of that does come like, it can sound a little cliche. He very much does hold that mentality of he wants to help his, like get his guys involved, help them find their shots. And then, and then if he, when he does like, then he gets his shots too. So it's sort of, yeah. it, it balances out because when, when you're helping guys, they help you and it, it sort of helps create this, offensive flow and he's he's so unselfish like I wonder if if what if you've seen the other guys or coach JB have to tell him like dude shoot it shoot more <laughs> like it's yes. we, we need you to shoot more it's hard for us to get open if you're not shooting well so yeah they talk about it all the time of like <laughs> you know it's funny of this unselfishness that as a team they really embody but they have to remind not only like I've got a lot of guys to to make sure you're shooting the ball because like Playing to such a level of unselfish is great, but too far, you know, like if they're just continually like you're passing up great shots, you know, like you got to make sure you're taking them when they're available. So yeah, it is still the best. Yeah. He's their best outside shooter. Yes, I mean, as, exactly. he can, we want him to get nine or 10 assists, but he's got to shoot the ball too. Yes. Well, speaking of like guys that are humble and unselfish, um, this is the Evan Mobley. I love the look of this card. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. That's his rookie card. I mean, he's like 18 years old and that <laughs> card, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much you can, how he, how much he can grow up in a summer, but what do you think we should look for in Mobley? Because uh, just there's this general feeling around the NBA and card investors, like they have, a, they have him priced pretty high because of what his future holds. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if the, the future for him is in four years or in four weeks. Like, is he going to, yeah. is he going to? Like we talked about Darius, is he going to shoot more? <laughs> what more can he bring to the table this year? You know? Yeah, I think, I think there's a really big opportunity for, for Evan. I mean, we saw how he came in last year and was so impactful right off the bat, but he's playing freer um, so far in camp. Um, and JB talked about, you know, how like he's looking for opportunities where he can be more of a creator and an attacker. So like, you know, he grabs the defensive rebounds and he, but he could push the ball up the floor um, and so then like a defense has to make a decision about like who they're going to guard and what, and so he, but like, he has this ability to play make. And I think just kind of this comfort, like a comfortability factor for is really going to be at play here because he knows the offense, he knows the defense he's coming into his second training camp kind of already established and he can build off of the growth from la- like, or he can grow off of last season. Um, but like, because he's not trying to learn everything, you know, he, he, he's established here in Cleveland and what he did last year, and then can just kind of build on that. So um, I know like he's done a lot of offensive work. JB talked about that the other day of just like, I kind of said, like he's playing really free. And I think that kind of creates some opportunities for him just to find that offensive groove and not feel so like kind of stuck or like not sure what to do because he, he knows where he, his role in the offense, he knows his role in the defense and um, can really just take that in and grow. He looks pretty healthy. Like yes. ready to go. He's yes. And he looks That's really, good news. He, he's got some, he's got some, um, some more muscle too. He talked about that. Um, really? Yes. Like, how much more muscle are we talking? 
he didn't he didn't say how much more he weighed like what he weighed he was like wasn't sure on media day okay. but he did say it was like um I think what did he say? yeah he didn't have an exact number but he did like say that he like felt like he was stronger um and like heavier in a sense of like so he can you know kind of like um on the defensive end of the floor use his use his body in that in that manner so and, and he, he looks like he looks bigger yeah, he looks buff like yeah he looks I, I saw, buff. i've seen Kawhi leonard and zion williamson in the offseason yeah. they look like 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 they just totally you know yeah drank muscle milk all summer and got ready to go um yeah but that's great to hear i'm excited to see evan and his future and i think there's going to be um I just as a fan as and as a sports card investor uh i want to stock up on his cards because yeah. it seems like these guys that have incredible talent sometimes they don't want to work at their game or they they just they just think it's all going to come naturally to them but he seems like willing to put in the work and he's got some good leaders around him it doesn't have the pressure of changing the franchise overnight like a lot of these top draft picks do like he's coming in with darius and kevin love and donovan mitchell yeah good place and they for have him. Yeah. And they have like a lot of, I mean, they have a lot of confidence in him, obviously, like off of last season, they like, they, they believe that he's, he is going to be one of the guys that takes them to this next level. But like, at the same time, there isn't this, like this pressure to do it like this season, you know, but, but Mm -hmm. there, so there is this, this room to grow, but they see this massive potential and that there's an excitement factor behind it. And um, but this kind of belief of, you know, they have, it's, it's, like you said, it's not just Evan, but Evan plays a massive role in it, but there's all these other guys too, that can help them get to where they want to go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me ask you about one of those other guys. And I mentioned him a few minutes ago, Karis Levert. When the Cavs made that deal in the spring to get Levert, uh, as far as position and what I had seen of him, uh, I thought perfect fit. Mm -hmm. They needed another guy that could handle the ball, that could guard on the wing and, and, you know, just basically his, his size and his ability to score at will sometimes. But we didn't get the best version of Karis. And I really liked your article about what he's done over the summer and how he kind of decided he was going to come back different. Can you tell us about the What kind of Karis Levert? Cause, cause sometimes I get asked like what, what sleepers on the Cavs should we look at buying their cards? Isaac Okoro, you know, um, I guess we traded away a few of the other guys, but like Okoro, um, Kevin Love, Karis Levert, what's Levert looking like? Yeah, no. And I think, um, yeah, like, so like, like I, thank you for reading that piece. I appreciate it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's, he's done a lot of work because he, he talked about how last season, the, those couple, those two months, you know, weren't, he was really disappointed in how that turned out, you know, cause he was injured and then he, you know, trying, he, so then he comes back and then he's trying to get acclimated into a team that's dealing with a ton of other injuries and they're trying to make this final playoff push. And it just wasn't what 
he was hoping for. It wasn't what the Cavs were hoping for, but they were really aware of obviously the situation of like of him being injured and, and the situation he was coming into because mid-season trades are just, they're really difficult regardless. And yeah. then dealing with all these other factors. But, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting because, you know, he is such a ball handler as well. But I think there's a there's an opportunity here to use different combinations of like him and Darius and Donovan and b- between the three of them, where there's then just multiple options and multiple threats on the floor that really makes defenses have to choose and then mm-hmm. leave somebody open, you know, and, and there's kind of this ability, this opportunity to to use them all in that capacity. Um, but he's it was really interesting. He talked about like just wanting to do like what's best for the team. So, you know, if that's, um, you know, playing a little bit more off ball than necessarily on ball, like he's totally on board with that. And that's probably going to be more so this reality because you do have two really like primary ball handlers in Darius and Donovan. So and there's only one ball to go around. So right, like, right. Uh, <laughs> so there is kind of this, this not necessarily a shift, but like it is going to be a, a little bit of a different role for him, but I think there's really good opportunity there and um, you know, they can, they can use him in that capacity. Um, and he seems, you know, he's healthy. He was saying that he's, that he hasn't felt as good coming into training camp as he has in a few years, which is really great for him. And just the sense of like being healthy is just like such an important factor that like gets tossed around and people are like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like, it really actually is of like for, and especially for him, cause he's dealt with so many injuries. So him being healthy, coming into camp, him being here, like being with the Cavs already, he's, he's growing more familiar with all of the defensive schemes and like how they want to run their offense and everything. And so he's like, he's in a good place coming into camp and and ready to like, just kind of be whatever the Cavs need him to be. And um, like I said, I think he is in that conversation for the three. So, you know, an or, so it's either that or it's coming off the bench, um, you know, playing at the two or the three, like JB likes to play like, pretty positionless, you know, where they just kind of like put the best like five man groups out on the floor. So it's not necessarily like, Oh, like he's playing at small board. He's playing the two kind of thing. It's it's sort of just these combinations that work really well. But I think that's part of also in training camp of figuring out like what those, those combinations look like and where he fits best in there. Well, you, you got a major point about just the value of being healthy. Karis has been yeah. through so much over the last three or four years. And it's been, it's been hard to watch as, as a, just an NBA fan. Cause yeah. you'd see him for several weeks in Brooklyn, put up massive numbers, like when Kyrie's out and then he gets hurt again. And you're like, ah, and then Pacers. And then same thing with, with Cavs. So I'm glad he's healthy. And I, I was going to ask you about like, who do you see slotting in at the small forward spot? You know, is it is it going to be Lavert? Is it a Coro? Do they have to pick one? Like they last year took Markinen and made the, the three <laughs> seven footers lineup just just for consistency. It seems like from what I from what I hear you say, JB is looking at different combinations because he wants to land on one. He wants to pick a starter. Give him a chance. Yeah. yeah. So last week he, he named like six guys that are kind of in this conversation at the three. So it's wow. Isaac Harris, um, Dean Wade. Lamar Stevens, uh, Jetty Osman, and Dylan Windler. Um, so it's all six. Say Kevin Love. Not Kevin Love. <laughs> Not Kevin. Okay, he's fine. He's fine being on the bench and yep. yeah, six coming man off. draining threes. All right. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> and although you know, you never know. That could be a positive. That could be a lineup that we see. Right? I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked. Um, but so he named those six guys, and um, you know, I think it's it's 
it's an interesting competition because all of them sort of bring something different to the table. And I think there's different, you know, like different lineups can work well. Like, you know, like Isaac is really, really strong defensively. And so when in that, in that starting group, okay, so you have Darius and Donovan who your primary ball handlers and then Jared and Evan. So they're strong defensive bigs, but Isaac can be that wing defender and doesn't necessarily have to be this like extremely dynamic offensive guy. Uh, they need something from him, obviously, but it doesn't have to be so much. Karis brings that offensive edge um, with a defensive presence, but more so on the offensive um, end of the floor. Um, Lamar, again, is more defensively minded and is really strong there. Um, Dean brings the height and the length, sort of like sort of similar to a Lowry marketing lineup, you know, the kind of mm-hmm. like a big mm-hmm. lineup, because uh, I think he's 6'9". Um, but and I've heard really good things about Dean in this conversation of uh, him coming into camp and everything. And um, he just got that extension, I think, was it two weeks ago, something like that. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, they see him as like a really important piece in a sense of just like this guy that they've developed from being undrafted. He went through the G, you know, he was a two way guy. And then they this non-guaranteed deal turned into a contract extension. Um, and he's just been like a guy that they can bring in like. He can go from not playing to coming off the bench to starting, and he's like even keeled, and he does what it needs to be done. Stay and ready, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, mm-hmm. I know like they really value that, and so he is in that conversation. So I think it's still, you know, I'm thinking of these like preseason games that are coming up, and it could be different guys that we see start and um, come off the bench as they like kind of work through rotations. But I think this is going to be an opportunity for JB to really see against other NBA teams, like Hmm. who fits best at the three. And, you know, he talked about like it's really good, healthy competition right now. Um, Like it's making guys better because they're they're competing for this job and they're they want to, you know, it's not like there's no tension. There's no like Hmm. bad feelings. It's all like we just want to make the team the best possible. And so they're all they're all kind of not like one upping each other, but they're keeping each other. Like they're all trying to play really well and it's helping. It's just elevating everybody's game. And I think that's, I mean, that's all you can ask for really in this situation. So um, I think, you know, by the time the JB is going to use preseason to evaluate everything. So, you know, like there's going to be, there's still a little bit of time before we see how this kind of plays out, but um, it's definitely been something I've been monitoring because it is like the one spot that's like basically right. open. <laughs> up for grabs. And yeah. You don't know. And sometimes uh, for us, basketball card investors are looking for the the people that nobody's heard of yet that are going to get yeah. an opportunity or that are going to step into a new level of play. Like if Isaac Okoro is going to have a breakout season in his third year or fourth, whatever year it is for him, you know, uh, and some of those guys you mentioned uh, like Chetty Osmond and Dean Wade. Uh, I went to a bunch of games last season and was just, I loved how they would come off the bench and bring so much energy mm-hmm. or even when they started, they bring so much uh, freshness to the team and JB would ride the guys that are playing hard and, and helping things go. So you're absolutely right. They've got, they've got a lot of guys to pick from. Um, I, I don't even necessarily care who, if he lands on a star, I guess he's got to put five guys out, you know, yeah. at, the, at the start of the, the tip off. Um I kind of hope it's Levert because I know the journey he's been on, but yeah, um, it's nice to have so many interchangeable parts, you know? Totally. Absolutely. So, 
Well, Kelsey, thanks for covering the Cavs and talking with us. I This isn't just a, a Gary thing with the Cavaliers. Uh, we get a breakdown of like how many people are listening to the podcast and like where they're from. So Ohio is still like tied with California for the most listeners. So it's oh Ohio. And we've got a lot of listeners in Akron, Paga Falls, like Northeast Ohio area. So that thank you awesome. for reporting. Like we, we, a lot of us probably see your name or your articles. How can we find, uh, find you and your updates on The Athletic as the, the season approaches? Yeah. So my Twitter is at Kelsey with two Y. So it's K-E-L-S-E-Y-Y-R-U-S-S-O. Um, I tweet um, videos from practice, quotes, my stories, my all the links are there. Um, so that's kind of my like the home for that. And then at The Athletic, um, everything is under the calves and under my name. So they, that's it's all kind of housed in one in one spot. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us on the show and uh, appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.